Hello, and welcome to Morning Prayer at St. Paul's Lutheran Church in Edison, New Jersey. Today is Monday, and this is the second week since the Epiphany. We begin our time of prayer in silence. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth shall proclaim your praise. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. Give glory to God, our light and our life. O come, let us worship and praise. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before God's presence with thanksgiving, and raise a loud shout to the Lord with psalms. For you, Lord, are a great God, and a great ruler above all gods. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. In your hand are the caverns of the earth. The heights of the hills are also yours. The sea is yours, for you made it, and your hands have molded the dry land. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our Maker. For the Lord is our God, and we are the people of God's pasture and the sheep of God's hand. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Give glory to God, our light and our life. O come, let us worship and praise. Long ago, God spoke to our ancestors, in many, in various ways, by the prophets. But in these last days, God has spoken to us by a son. A reading from 1 Kings chapter 4, beginning this morning at verse 20. Judah and Israel were as numerous as the sand by the sea. They ate and drank and were happy. Solomon was sovereign over all the kingdoms, from the Euphrates to the land of the Philistines, even to the border of Egypt. They brought tribute and served Solomon all the days of his life. Solomon's provision for one day was thirty cores of choice flour and sixty cores of meal, ten fat oxen and twenty pasture-fed cattle, one hundred sheep besides deer, gazelles, roebucks, and fatted fowl, for he had dominion over all the region west of the Euphrates, from the Tifash to Gaza, over all the kings west of the Euphrates, and he had peace on all sides. During Solomon's lifetime, Judah and Israel lived in safety from Dan even to Beersheba, all of them under their vines and fig trees. Solomon also had 40,000 stalls of horses for his chariots and 12,000 horsemen. Those officials supplied provisions for King Solomon and for all who came to King Solomon's table, each one in his month. They let nothing be lacking. They also brought the required place of barley and straw for the horses and swift steeds, according to his charge. Solomon's rule is a time of peace and prosperity and blessing. Israel now is the one that is ruling over all of the small kingdoms and cities uh, in their region. It's Israel's golden age. And yet God wants us to know that all of these blessings come as a gift from God's own gracious hand and not as the result of Solomon's skill or wisdom or his power. 
In fact, as we have seen, Solomon's remarkable intelligence and insight come to him as gifts from the Lord for the sake of blessing God's people and not for building up his own greatness and not for building up the greatness or magnificence of Solomon. The abundance and blessings of the royal court and household extend to the whole nation and flow from God's love and favor for God's holy people. So the magnificence of Solomon's reign is unmatched in Israel's history, but it has come about not through David or Solomon, but by God's grace and steadfast love. Consider the difference between this form of Israel's praise from the praise of other nations as they look to exalt uh, in their greatest times. Here, there is a praise for God, for the establishment of God's kingdom through God's servant Solomon and a vision of all God's people enjoying the blessing of God's prosperity, each of them dwelling underneath their own vine, eating from their own fig tree. It is not Solomon who is worshipped and glorified, it is the Lord. And at the same time, there is an understanding that the real blessing is the relationship that God's people enjoy with God, and not the creation of a great kingdom. The blessing and prosperity that we find in Solomon's time was also enjoyed by Israel when they lived according to God's will and ways, in the time of the judges, or even when they wandered in the wilderness and enjoyed the blessings of manna by which they were sustained, without any work or effort on their own part. So it's not Solomon or the government that he establishes or the tremendous building projects that will follow or the gold that will cover everything here in Israel's golden age, but it is God's gracious love and Solomon's faithfulness to the Lord that makes this nation great. This again points us to Christ. This whole vision of of this gloriously fulfilled kingdom, as fleeting as it is, points points us to Christ to remind us that we are blessed to live under Christ's rule and in God's kingdom, a kingdom that is marked out throughout this world by God's grace and love for us and for the world. And it is not defined by any form of dominance or exercise of power. In fact, Christ has set us free to enjoy the blessings of God's grace and God's love each of us given the gift of dwelling under our own vine, eating from our own fig trees. Finally, the kingdom is full of God's abundant grace, and it extends to all people who live throughout this world, even if they live under all in various sorts of government and all kinds of rule. In the end, all of these kingdoms of the earth will pass away, but God's word endures forever, and that is good news. As the word that endures forever is the same word that has come to dwell among us in Jesus Christ and has declared us to be God's children and made us members of God's household. It is a word that is a promise that endures forever. And that is good news that we can share, good news that we can go out to set people free and to welcome them under God's gracious love and rule for them. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Blessed are you, Lord, the God of Israel. You have come to your people and set them free. You have raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of your servant David. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Through your holy prophets, you promised of old to save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us, to show mercy to our forebears and to remember your holy covenant. 
This was the oath you swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship you without fear, holy and righteous before you all the days of our life. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us, and you, child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare the way, to give God's people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us, to shine on those who dwell in darkness in the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Mighty God of mercy, we thank you for the resurrection dawn, bringing the glory of our risen Lord, who makes every day new. Especially, Lord, we thank you for the sustaining goodness of your creation, for the new creation in Christ and all gifts of healing and forgiveness, for the communion of faith in your church, for the gift of relationships with others. For what else are we thankful this morning? Merciful God, of might renew this weary world, heal the hurts of all of your children, and bring about your peace for all in Christ Jesus, the living Lord. Especially we pray for the Church of Jesus Christ in every land, and especially the people, the ministers, the leaders of St. Paul's Lutheran Church. For those who govern the nations of the world, for those who live in countries that are ravaged by strife or warfare, divided by divisiveness and division, for all who work to bring about peace and international harmony, and for all who are working to stri- striving to save the earth from carelessness and destruction, for those who are sick and for those who tend to them. Almighty and everlasting God, you have brought us in safety to this new day. Preserve us with your mighty power that we may not fall into sin nor be overcome in adversity. In all we do, direct us to the fulfilling of your purpose through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. Almighty God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, bless you now and forever. Amen. Go forth into the world to serve God with gladness. Be of good courage, hold fast to that which is good. Render to no one evil for evil. Strengthen the faint-hearted, support the weak. Help the afflicted, honor all people, love and serve God, rejoicing in the power of the Holy Spirit. Thanks be to God.